My name is Chanel Howell and welcome to my podcast about all things tea. In this podcast series, I'm going to be talking to tea enthusiasts like myself, tea business owners. Uh, We're going to have a talk about tea culture, tea origins, the medicinal benefits of herbal teas and um, the wider tea community. On today's show, I have the lovely gin from the tea shop Life Fufu here in Munich. We had a chat over some Korean Wujian tea and during our interview, Jin talked about being taught by Buddhist monks all she knows about tea. She even had a tea master who taught her everything she knows. She still has contact to this day with her tea master as she has a major influence in her life. Jin is a really interesting person and runs one of the best tea shops I think in Munich. So, Jin, thank you for taking part in the interview today. Um, I just wanted to know how you got into drinking tea and why you started a tea business. From the very beginning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I had tea, you know, in in um, in Korea, the tea culture is really. And for example, my parents never had real tea at home. They my dad didn't drink coffee, he couldn't handle it, but he um, just tea bag tea okay. sometimes, or just instant coffee, and that was. <laughs> um, but so, but the first time I had real tea, nineteen, twenty years old, wow. and I was doing yoga intensively, and then my teacher was a Buddhist monk, and then his friend was really into tea. It's pretty common that a lot of Buddhist monks, you know, invest a lot on teas. They always offer. They drink um, for meditation, mm-hmm. for study, and also they always offer teas for their guests and their followers. And when they come to visit, and they always, you know, offer tea. Mm-hmm. Um, so we every every session after yoga, we sit down in circle and then drink tea all together. It was like the in the best in the prime time of my 20s he offered the most you know the, the one of the most expensive teas he could get in in korea and i started with the very you know, fancy teas, teas. Yeah. it's not like me drinking you know, supermarket tea. no it doesn't <laughs> the, all the good teas doesn't have to be so expensive mm-hmm. but you know all really good teas are always very expensive and it was hard to find a really good tea <laughs> after that <laughs> to be satisfied. And always I had to go back to the tea shop. He, the, the monk who bought the tea, she's my tea master now. Okay. okay. And we've known each other like uh, almost tw- for 20 years. And okay. yes, and then um, I went to the States. Um, I studied two years in the States and went back to Korea and then I started um, master and went to Japan for three years and then I came to Germany. But I tea, I always needed tea at some point, mm-hmm. especially the first time in the States. The food was so heavy. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't handle it most of the time. Like one bite of cookie, I'm like, 
like it gives him <laughs> but afterwards you get used to it and then you start getting fat <laughs> but whenever every time I have I mean oh, thanks <laughs> I drink tea <laughs> I mean tea is not magic you know like it, the magic diet drink or something but it always helps me when I whenever I have um, stomach upset mm-hmm. always neutralize always you know find me the really center like mm-hmm. So I always had to drink tea. I, I don't remember what I was doing in the States, but some of my friends remember, they call it tea ceremony. I was just you know, offering them tea I was drinking. <laughs> and then it was like, it's so you know, uh, memorable for them. So they still talk about it. Yeah, I mean, you learned the proper way from a tea master. So I'm sure for regular people, it's like, yeah. oh, this is wow. This is, you know, extraordinary stuff. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. And how did you get into owning the tea shop? Jim so, owns tea shop like Fufu, by the way, in Munich. <laughs> okay. Lovely shop. It was uh, almost by accident. <laughs> and I met my husband here in Munich. Mm-hmm. And we met in the same PhD program, doing the same um, major the, on Buddhist uh, Sanskrit texts. So we were edit- editing different parts of the same manuscript. And we, we were good friends in the beginning, but we, we had a lot in common. We loved Buddhism, yoga, and tea. <laughs> and he, when he was studying in Berkeley, he also learned tea uh, from Korean, Korean nun, actually. So he, he learned proper way of um, you know, drinking tea. And then we immediately, it was so nice to have somebody always, you know, it's, you know, the, they say the highest level of tea, tea drinking is drinking alone. Mm-hmm. So if you are alone, um, now I need tea all the time. But, you know, sometimes you don't want to make, you know, it's so much hassle to prepare, you know, properly. But if you have somebody, if you have a good company, mm-hmm. you, get, you tend to drink a lot yeah. more. So like we are drinking some really good tea right now. Yes. It's very tasty. Yes, and then... We were drinking a lot of teas, and every time we visit uh, Korea, we visited you know my tea master together. We always bring a lot of good stuff because we couldn't find anything really good here. And then we were just like half jokingly, oh, we should have a tea shop one day. And then my tea master like, oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> and then you know say, so, oh, like a supportive sign. And then um, we were actually thinking about moving into uh, the current house we are living now it has actually a shop area okay. so we were thinking about starting in a few years when kids are a little bigger um, and renovating everything start from the beginning you know prepare more mm-hmm. but we happen to um, know that this life of a tea salon was on the market so and then we just thought just, it was just like the we, in in our mind it was the best tea shop in Munich. It was so sad that he was looking for a, a new you know owner mm-hmm. who who knows who who is a real tea lover or not. And like so, they were looking for actually find some they're looking for somebody who can continue the tea shop what they were doing. Um, but. Um, so I. So it was under the same name, or did you change the name? 
No, we, we didn't change the name okay. because it's, the shop has been there for 10 years okay. and it built up really good um, reputation. It was pretty low-key because we only I found out. I know, we, I only found out like at the beginning of last year. Yeah, it was just, if you think about it, it's like really crazy. I just got to know about February, about this shop and then we visited. We bought a lot of teas and we were amazed because they had so much, you know, so many selections of oolong teas which you, you can't really find in Munich. So we were happy. Yeah, and then that we, of course, it wasn't a really easy decision. We were arguing a lot. We were thinking on the rethinking, and then there were some like so legal issues. Yes, well. and it's also in legal issues, and I um, like my visa and everything. We were both expats, and we are not allowed to have a you know the business other than our job, main job. So we just, we are only allowed for this. Yeah, because you guys are quite. Um, hands on, you have a lot on your plate. You have a business, you have kids, you know, doing your, you know, Buddhist PhD thing. So, yes. you know. Yeah, so, um, but the really important um, this step was that I asked my team master and I asked my aunt. Um, my parents are unfortunately passed away. Uh, and then my aunt is, she. It's like my mother figure, and my team master is also my mother figure. So I, both of them were all for it, and just give it a try. It's a good idea, I think. And then, um, so it's really like you know, pushed me. <laughs> and all my Korean friends are shocked because if you're a foreigner, if you're in abroad, you everything you have to really careful. I just like, okay, it just like boom happened, and everybody's really shocked. You really doing? You just you were just talking about it, <laughs> but. Um, the important thing is, I feel really like um, right to be there. And the, before the shop starts, I always offer teas to my friends and everything. Though I realize that they really love it. And then I know at least I I think uh, you know it's a very Asian attitude. I go, you know, I I wasn't confident enough. Then I know enough, but I know more, way more than yeah. <laughs> most yeah. Europeans yeah. or yeah. most yeah. most, yeah. most yeah. Asian yeah. people. <laughs> and the funny thing is, sometimes like a young um, Chinese or Taiwanese people come and then ask me <laughs> about how to make proper teas oh. and stuff. So the even Asian people, if they if they don't drink tea like regular basis, they don't know and they clearly knows that they don't, they don't know so they ask really humbly and you know so I feel more and more confident um, and then I feel happy and I I think it's a great way to share my knowledge Definitely. yeah and then also you know the encourage myself to learn more and everything yeah. and I can enjoy more yeah especially with tea there's so much to learn so I exactly. think it's quite a humbling experience mm -hmm. you can learn about you know teas forever you know even even if I say if I um, like assert something about tea or teapot or um, anything about tea in Korean, there are like way more information about it. But exactly so compared to in German or English. Mm -hmm. But imagine in Chinese, way more. Okay, <laughs> yes. So I, I read some, you know, Chinese, I have to read some Chinese texts for my work, but it's very specialized, the Buddhist text. Mm -hmm. um, I can, um, I know most of the meanings, but the, the modern Chinese text I still have to learn, so I'm, that's what I'm working on right now. 
in the near future, I am planning to travel with my tea master. She is always sourcing her teas um, herself. She has, you know, great um, network mm -hmm. all over Asia, not to mention China, uh, where she has her own um, the poor tea line, you know, business, and then the Hong Kong, Taiwan as well, and in Korea she has her own um, the tea farm. Wow, she has her own tea farm, okay. And is that where you source your tea mainly for your shop? Yes. She's your main yes. person? I completely trust her. I never disappoint her. The point is, um, any tea shop has their you know, strength. Mm -hmm. you know, you know, oh, this shop is very famous for their white tea or green tea or poor tea. But from her shop, maybe because I'm so biased because I started with her tea, I grew up with her tea, and then I never disappointed with her teas. And especially some new teas she sends or samples, always like you know, wow, mm -hmm. way better. Even it, considering the water quality is way yes. worse here, but still like amazing. So one or two times, a very interesting thing point I realized recently, um, she sent some tanzong, and I. Of course, when the new teas arrived, and I am so excited to try immediately, but it was like mm, a little like a, like simple or not too like exciting flavor. Yeah, it was uh, strange because you know I always get you know super excited about the new flavor and stuff, and then and I tried it a couple months later. It's way way better. Yeah. I don't know what changed, but I recently read that you know tea is also organic stuff. So if they travel, and they need some time to, you know, the rest, mm -hmm. to you know, the leaves, you mean? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So the when they just they just arrived, it's not it's the it's perfect state. So That's because she sent it fresh, I guess. Too. Yeah, of course. And then you have, of course, especially Danchong, it tastes better after a year. Okay. Yeah. So some teas are like that. So, so is that song? Is that poor tea or? It's a um, oolong tea from south, uh, southern China. Yes. It's the Guangdong province. That's that's where um, Chinese local tradition of this kung fu style all came from because they had oolong, and they um, each oolong district has their own strength, and um, they have the most elegant fragrant in Oolong this high, very um, high level, high end mm -hmm. tea. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So I was going to say, how long have you had the shop? So it's one year now that you've taken over so the shop. So we started in August, um, officially, but we traveled immediately to Korea and Japan and we sourced some teas and teawares and came back in the beginning of September. Yeah, because the other thing is also the teaware as well, and your shop has some fantastic teaware. <laughs> um, the last time I came to the shop, we had some beautiful glassware that was it just made the tea taste so wonderful. Yeah, so most of the, still a lot of stuff are from original owner who was from Taiwan. Okay. So, and my tea master, she prefers, personally, prefers Taiwanese teaware. Um, is there a big difference between the Chinese? Okay. Um, Chinese teaware, I'm sure there are a lot of good pots, great pots, amazing uh, pots, and beautiful, very thin porcelain from Jingdezhen and stuff. But some people 
only pre prefer using a Taiwanese tailor for safety issues. Safety. Yeah, some cheap, uh, you know, in China overall, so there are a lot of fakes. If they say anything uh, and even teas, <laughs> there are a lot of crazy. Um, That's why it's good I'm talking to you to know this stuff. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's really interesting. It's like hilarious to see some posts at a tea selling post on eBay or something. Okay, something equivalent to eBay in China. They oh this tea is two hundred years old and then they say the price. But there are a lot of people analyze that that. You know the brand or the cover can't be real or something. You know if you don't know the real knowledge, you, you really get you know get cheated. Mm -hmm. And even tea wares, I'm sure there are some original ones from Jingdazhan and very high quality. But you know there are so many fakes out there, and they are not even necessarily cheap. So people buy it and then use it, but. You, you never know what kind of chemical they use yeah. actually for glazing and stuff. Mm -hmm. So in that regard, Taiwanese tea wearers are considered um, much safer. So yeah, that's why I recommend to, if you want to use a clay pot, clay pot for the first time, I recommend to use a Taiwanese uh, red pot. It's a relatively reasonable um, price and then okay. and it's it's 100% safe, you know, because clay pot, you actually drink what is in the clay, so it's not glazed, yeah, that's what makes it so special, it, you know, it makes harmony with the tea it makes in, inside, and it, and it provides minerals it has, so it's breathing, and then um, some of the dishonest uh, potters use very cheap clays mixed with a uh, real yixing clay and then you can't tell okay, if you're not real expert yes of course so and then it's okay okay I guess I and mean, maybe um, the taste wise it's maybe no problem but you know you don't know what's in the bed you know low quality clay some could be some chemicals or lead even so you really have to be careful about because the tea you pour really hot water and then you really extract strongly and you pour it over and over again mm. so it's better to find a yeah. <laughs> safe tea wear. Good to know that, thanks yes. for saying that. Yeah. What's your like, best selling tea or most popular tea that you like? I mean this tea shop like as our homepage still says so because of our laziness. Okay. <laughs> say oolong tea. Oolong tea is still really main um, you know, teas people are looking for, um, but not always. You know, some people come, and maybe just because I'm Asian, they just come and ask from any. Just like, could you recommend me one? <laughs> and I feel like, wow, I can sell anything. <laughs> yeah, but I, of course, I sell what I like, and then I ex explain way better with with confidence, and then. And when people come back for to get the same tea again, I feel happy. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice, you know, you're doing a good job and people keep coming back and you have repeat customers and the tea that you're recommending they love and they buy again and again. Yeah. And then it's really interesting to see a lot of um, Germans shocked that if I say, okay, don't uh, brew green tea longer than one minute, I'm like, what? <laughs> like, you know that, really? Why not? I mean, in general, Europeans, um, brew tea too long, okay. 
for hours. Like you ha as you have seen, especially poor teeth, because you're, you're using boiling water, you pour really quickly. Shang pour, 8 to 10 seconds, it's enough. And then shu pour, even shorter. Um, the, almost immediately. The water's really, really hot, right? Yes, and okay. it extracts really quick. And then, even if you, you know, I think the idea is like, like koritate, it's a good, so so much good stuff, minerals. So the people is just like extract everything, so living in you know boiling water ten minutes or something, and then and then it doesn't taste good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean koritate works maybe, yeah. but even peppermint tea, I think, I find when it's like if I follow the instruction, it's like too strong. Uh. I I prefer just a quick and then make more infusions. So if you make more infusions, you actually getting more stuff because some of the stuff from the tea they come out later mm. you know and that the other yeah so it, you don't you don't have to like yeah. just one infusion you want to take everything out it's better just short shorter infusion many times and then tea will give you provide you everything it has <laughs> I'm taking notes. Yeah, the more things. like unfolds slowly, not like, you know. It's, yeah. it's like, you know, if you're enjoying a food, you enjoy every bite of it, every, you know. It, it's not you just like squish, squish, squish them all in yeah. your mouth and then just swallow it. And then if you, of course, you take, get everything, but you don't can't enjoy it. Just It's just like the tea. It's the same with the tea. There's, Tea leaves slowly unfolds its aroma, its taste, and its in a good substance. And you know, caffeine, for example, first um, 20 seconds, caffeine comes out, all of them. And afterwards, really good stuff, for example, aged teas, you know, vintage oolong, and aged um, poor teas, they have really good stuff like, uh, called garlic acid. Okay. It's, uh, um, it's what tea oil, you know, the transformed into garlic as when the tea is old but it's really good for um, you know blood high blood pressure and lowering your cholesterol and everything and anti-aging and everything so it's <laughs> really good stuff really comes later so you if you really want to enjoy the tea and get the whole benefit from it you actually have to find time to sit down and yes. enjoy the whole session yeah, yeah. so um, do you have a favorite tea yourself um, sure, that's an impossible question. Uh, I like. I people often ask me that question a lot. <laughs> my customers. <laughs> I like every um, good teas when it's well made. Um, even the same name tea when it's really properly made with high, you know, high end quality and technique and it's amazing. So different. Um, so any good teas I like. I personally I don't actually like green teas or drink um, um, black teas that much. Okay. But when it's properly made, it's amazing. So I would say any good teas is my favorite tea. <laughs> but um, That's a broad if you tea. if I have to pick one, it's poor. Okay. It's still I'm discovering. Oh, every time I try a new kind of pour, it's like a new world, whole new world. Um, last year, my tea master sent me on a new um, news was broadcasted in Taiwan. It's every year, forty thousand ton of Taiwanese tea is produced in Taiwan only one year. Forty thousand ton is a lot, but only quarter 
one quarter is real Taiwanese teas. All the other are imported in various routes from Thailand and Vietnam. And they look exactly the same, same look all roll type. And because all the, uh, the Taiwanese tea, tea masters travel there and then make tea and then bring them back. And then for as a customer, if you're not real customer with, or if you don't do real chemical analysis or something, it's really hard to you know distinguish. Mm -hmm. And then some the the more shocking is some of the well known tea masters in famous mountains or uh, some tea masters you know famous for Dongding or the highland the high, the high mountain oolongs. Mm -hmm. They even do mixing a little bit. You know, for the cost matter. So in my, but my team master knows this. You know, everybody in the business, and she knows who's doing it and who's not. So she, just <laughs> of course, yeah. That's why the price. If, if you if you really source the real Taiwanese, hundred percent Taiwanese tea, which is made, of course, organic and handcrafted way, you know, then you gotta pay for it. Yeah. It's uh, can't really. The, but the tricky part is all these mixed teas are also sold in a higher price. Yeah, so it's course, yeah, yeah. And it's one of my difference. Chinese <laughs> customer actually who came by last month or something, she said she was so disappointed once she traveled to Taiwan. She speaks, of course, Chinese. And then even those who speak Chinese got cheated. She bought some tea and came back home and then realized the tea package says made in China. Oh. <laughs> Why didn't she see it before? Yeah, so the tourism and tea, and especially younger generations don't drink, you know, real teas anymore. I'm sure some people do, but a lot of people just drink. There are more coffee shops in Taiwan okay. now. And bubble tea, I know, bubble teas. <laughs> I mean, it has its own charm, but it can't substitute, you know, what you could do with the real original um, teas, yeah. Mm -hmm. Where can listeners find you online? Lifefifu.de? Mm -hmm. yeah. website? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Lifefifu.de? Yeah, yeah. And Instagram, Facebook, Instagram. Twitter? Instagram, it's also Lifefufu. Um, Is it Lifefufu Tea Salon? Yeah. De? Okay, right. No, no, the website is lifefufu.de. Okay. Um, but the our Instagram is lifefufu, like a uh, lore, what's it called? Oh, underscore. Lore, underscore, and then the taste alone. Okay. Right, so Jin, thank you very much for taking part in the interview. I'm really happy. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> That was my interview with Jin from Laifufu. You can contact her online at laifufu.de. That's L-A-I-F-U-F-U dot D-E. They have an online shop. Uh, she's also on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, the Instagram account is called laifufu underscore tea saloon. Um, I would strongly advise if you are in Munich to go and check out her shop and try some of her lovely teas. Thanks for listening. I'll be back again soon with another interesting tea guest. See you then.